0: totally different i'm not complaining though what up y'all it is your boy a switch aka um the buttermilk biscuit bandit aka uh the sugar cookie killer aka um let me get a you you gonna finish that <laughs> No, my man, aka Mister, you gonna finish that? <laughs> Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites podcast, uh, my solo gaming podcast where I talk about obviously video games and other nerd related stuff. So, um, boy, oh boy, oh boy, um. A lot of interesting stuff happening this week. Uh today's date is September fourth, twenty nineteen. Uh recording is a day early because uh boy. Uh we got some we got some heavy hitters coming out, you hear me? We we got them damn bangers hitting out, okay. We got Gears of Wolf. 5. We got Monster Hunter Iceborne. It's about to be a goddamn problem, you hear me? You hear me So uh Obviously My time's gonna be allocated To those uh, Two titles specifically Considering uh, the major time uh, Commitment it's gonna take Regardless To even put a dent in those games More so uh, Monster Hunter but Either way You get what I'm saying So Um Yeah, man, it's, it is, but on a side of that boy, it's just, I'm just immediately just over enamored right now. I'm just, I feel immediately overwhelmed, immediately overwhelmed, immediately overwhelmed, seriously, this, this, so probably the biggest news of this week by hands down is, uh, the Nintendo Direct. Good god, man. So much news just dropped. I'm not I'm just overwhelmed with all the games that that I'm, I I got to fit in the time to play it somehow, to play them somehow. <sighs> First world problems. Really are. First world problems if I, if I ever, excuse me, if I ever, um, ever, ever witnessed them, but let's get into it. So, uh, Nintendo direct just dropped earlier today. Uh, and man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again, man. They just dropped some just bombs of news. It was crazy. So we'll go down the list kind of dissect, uh, each one. Uh, first one was of course, what's been heavily rumored. Uh, I believe we talked about it last episode, uh, with the, the overwatch leak on a Nintendo switch with, um, there was a Nintendo switch case that was leaked. Um, yeah, there was a Nintendo switch leak. There was a Nintendo Switch case leak On the previous channel Or not previous channel Previous um You know what I'm saying On Amazon there was a listing for um Uh a Nintendo Switch Overwatch edition Leak with the you know um Very renowned company That did licensed Uh products Um and lo and behold That rumor was true um, they announced Overwatch is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, boy, oh boy. Um, apparently, pretty much everything intact. Um, you know, uh, with the expectations of what Overwatch is, but all in all, that in and that of itself is just oppressive and uh, an achievement. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a. A uh, physical edition, but it's only going to be download only. Technically, there's going to be a case with a voucher. Just like, OK, 40 bucks, 40 bones uh, comes with like, I think one month of the Nintendo Switch Online. If you don't have that and you wanted to get overwatch, uh, then it comes with noir Widowmaker skin and golden and a golden uh, loot box. So, um, man I, I really hope uh i'm guessing i'm guessing it's going to be when uh which we call it um darn it, what is it blizzcon i am really hoping and praying we get uh we get cross pretty cross uh cr- uh <laughs> can i even say words cross progression for overwatch because i do kind of dibble and dabble with overwatch on the pc ps 4 xbox and uh well now uh eventually a uh, uh, nintendo switch i'm going to probably wait until overwatch goes on sale for a switch probably jump in but if uh they announce like cross progression that definitely will sell sell me into uh trying it out for the switch, you know, uh, whenever I'm traveling or something like that. So all in all good news that we technically already knew, but just got confirmation on, but, uh, uh, pretty dope, pretty cool. I like it. I like it. I'm very curious how it's going to run. Uh, I mean, uh, overwatch is not really one of the least demanded games probably like in in line with Overwatch or Counter-Strike Go so i'm pretty sure uh, obviously they wouldn't have did it if they didn't think they could do it for the switch so um yeah i'm pretty certain that it's going to run you know to blizzard's quality standards uh for a switch so uh they they did announce some weird stuff though specifically for the switch version is that uh you can use gyro controls but who in the right mind, for a competitive game, is gonna use gyro controls? They, I think they showed in the trailer. Uh, what's his name? Um, what is his name? Uh, Junkrat. Let's see if I, can, if I can play the video. Let's play that video. Let's, let's dissect this trailer a little bit. Like, yeah, that's fine. It looks good. At least if if I'm I'm assuming this is switch footage. It looks just fine. Looks like totally playable. Yeah, like who's going to do that? And aiming? Get out of here. When they right mind, in a competitive game is gonna aim with uh, gyro controls. I'd love to see that. I mean, somebody out there is probably gonna do it. I mean, I guess if you, if you want, if you wanna do that, by all means. Oh, three months of Nintendo Switch, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's just uh, either way. I mean, it's Overwatch, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'd be satisfied. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff and good God. probably Probably the biggest news uh, reveal during this Nintendo Switch. It's yeah, it's definitely one of the tops for me personally, at least freaking. Deadly Premonition Origins, OK? Let's see, let's show this trailer real quick. It all begins again when FBI Deadly agent premonition investigates into an it's old serial a game we never thought we'd ever see. To I, totally see. I totally just read it, wrote it door off of my head. Back to New Orleans. Um, fourteen years ago. Fourteen years. I think they said Our it's gonna be, it's gonna be like, FBI agent. It's gonna be like York. go back in time and then Dream go forward past, past the original or something like that. It's gonna mix in between that but what lies but I am end? so damn invested Truth or madness I am so damn invested deadly premonition Two: a blessing in disguise you damn right I'm gonna play no switch in 2020 I know people were um, fearful about uh, about um, deadly premonition to being directed not being directed by sweary but they did confirm that uh, they did definitely confirm that um it's going to be, um, what am I thinking of that? It is going to be, uh on Twitter, Sweary confirmed that he's going to be directing and writing, uh, deadly permission too. So that's all I needed. I am totally sold. Uh, day one invested buying in, um, I, I definitely can't wait on top of that. Uh, they also announced uh Deadly Premonition Origins was basically the first uh Deadly Premonition. I think it's the director's cut that's gonna be on gonna be on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And they that's out today. Um I think they just yeah, they just straight shadow dropped that today. I'm definitely gonna try that. I know we tried streaming that <laughs> the PC version. Boy, did that not go well. Um, so I think I'm gonna th- uh, probably, uh, at some point stream the, uh, the, um, switch version on a uh, Twitch TV slash a switch. Um, see how that's laying, but good God. I mean, oh, that just took me off guard. I wasn't expecting to hear that today, but I am very, very thankful. Um, I can't wait to, you know, I hope, (laughs) I hope the whistle theme comes back. (laughs) I can't, I'm, I'm not whistling, but you, you get it. You get it. Right. I mean, yeah, uh, can't wait for the, uh, weird, uh, ham and strawberry jelly. No, I think it's grape jelly sandwiches, uh, that, um, Zach is going to want. Um, I, I want it all. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Deadly permonition 2, the game, I never thought we'd ever see. Uh, it is exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. So, there's that. Um, but yeah, man, I am definitely gonna get that. Definitely picking that up. No, no, no doubt about it. Don't even, don't even, uh, consider. Don't even guess. I am definitely going to play that game Y'all don't realize this This is deadly premonition 2 this is, this is great just this is, this is fantastic news <laughs> probably the only person well uh, no there's a cult it, it, it's a game that had a very cult following so I mean it's clearly understandable that a lot of people are uh, maybe not aware or what have you but I believe that's my mission My duty to kind of enlighten those folks uh, To stream it um, At some point uh, From there So uh, yeah Man that was such great news That's probably my favorite Probably my most favorite uh, News reveal uh, This, this um, on, At this direct Specifically for sure But probably very close To that is um Smash news so with Smash, we did get uh, there has been some speculation about uh, Terry Bogart possibly being um, the next reveal character, and for sure it is. Uh, they did announce my boy Terry Bogart is coming to Smash. Um, they had a really cute reveal, uh, kind of. You know, playing with your expectations. Almost thought uh Geese Geese was gonna <laughs> make a double appearance. Be both in Tekken and this. Uh they also did yeah show a couple other that the not care I'm not too familiar with to be honest, because I I've never really played too many SNK games like that. Uh well specifically the King of Fire series. I believe that's the most known or popular series common to most people. But then, you know, they finally Finally got it. He's like, you know what? This came in my house. Let me pick it up. What is this? What is this? Let me, let me, uh, let me join the fight. Come on. Are you alright? Bastaboo. <laughs> that's what. That's the best I got. <laughs> that's the best I got. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Are you alright? bust our move. Uh that's golden right? Come on now. they need to stop playing. Let me be the voiced actor coming up in this for uh Terry specifically. I'm gonna nail it. nail it without question without question. So uh yeah, are you okay? Um, after the, um, well, after that, uh, Sakurai had a, like, uh, a more detailed direct specifically for smash where they show a little bit of his moves, but, you know, they said he was still in development. So, um, from what he's seen, his character design looks very cool. Um, it looks very true to his, uh, um, whatchamacallit origins. So, I mean... That's great, too. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely excited to uh, try them out. And Jesus, man, this freaking roster of Smash characters is like... It's uh, goodness. It's so many crossovers. So now you could technically have Street Fighter cross SNK again, or Capcom versus SNK. Uh, that's, this is gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Smash. It's just uh it's such an immaculate game. it's, it's gonna be a, yeah? It's gonna be damn near impossible to see this ever come to be again. Um. So I think uh, I'm definitely just soaking it in. And just enjoying every damn moment of uh just this Smash Phantom. Uh having all these cool characters from all these very drastically different universes coming together and duking it out. Man, I got Jesus. This game is just just just, just getting better, better and better with each character they add, I swear. Um, so yeah. And then on top of that, I forgot the I didn't even I forgot to mention, they announced that on top of the five uh uh character character five character fighter pass, they're even gonna have more DLC characters in development. On top of that, so I'm guessing probably like similar to like um Street Fighter or Tekken, um like a season type uh, format where they're just going to have like, you know, season two character pack or something like that. So it's pretty apparent that they're going to try to go for 100 characters because I think at least the starting roster before the DLC pack was like eighty five ish or something like that. So I would not be surprised if they're just gonna try to shoot for one hundred. And you know, sales have been good at least according to Sakurai and uh, the director and whatever. So uh, he's like, hey, I'm gonna go for the gusto. But <laughs> poor Sakurai man, that dude like it's like he <laughs> he say it all the time in directs like I get no sleep. <laughs> I get no sleep. I slave over making this game. Please help me. Please help me. I'm <laughs> I'm hurting here. <laughs> they want me to keep making Smash, but I I, I wanna stop at some point. <laughs> but I, I respect I respect Sakurai. I respect that hustle. He he just trying to make the best game he can and he gonna keep going at it because he knows this is at least what he conveyed in the director is gonna be like a one time um thing that's only gonna happen once to have all these characters from all these different licenses and ips and just licensing in general we all know how much of a my, uh, nightmare that's gonna be that is just is gonna be great in general man that is crazy jesus even more dlc fighters i was like uh oh, okay i guess is this, this is gonna be the five and we'll leave it at that but then on top of that even more DLC fighters I'm just amazed by that I, I, it's just hard to fathom that like what 84 characters in a smash game on top of balancing all the characters and how they you know um how they interact with other characters and Jesus that's a lot of work a lot of maintenance to keep all that together and then they also announced I believe uh, it's gonna be um well, obviously Banjo-Kazooie 2, uh, they announced he is dropping today officially um, with the new patch update 5.0, I want to say, 5.00, I believe, that comes with even another mode, uh, which is supposedly the final mode, but I mean, <laughs> consider a sakura, who knows, we might get more modes, uh, maybe, but uh, called a uh, Home Run Contest, which is returning, I think it was in a few Previous Smash games, so um, I'm I, I'm all for it. I want it all. Just give give me, Psych Just give me give me your best and your worst at the same time. I want it all. I just give me everything. Then they also announced a few miscellaneous uh, Me Fighter costumes. Probably the most notable is Sans from Undertale. Still gotta play that game. Uh, but he came with a, uh, his own track and all that. Panjo Kazooie has a uh, lot of uh, tracks and a new stage that was pretty cool. It rotates around. That's uh, I think a first for a smash stage technically in history. Uh, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> the, the the direct saga I had was just funny internal. So many, so many uh meme meme potential. Uh, so much meme potential there because like <laughs> he he uh he literally went into so much detail about how he uh was trying to convey uh how he plays compared to um uh, with a GameCube controller where he stacked the two on top. And uh whatchamacallit, he, he was trying to do that but He couldn't really do it with uh, the pro controls, which he had at the time, so he was like, Yes, this is very difficult and more of a pain, uh, playing by yourself, or whatever. And he's like, You know, I think after, and he's like, Uh, well, obviously, don't do what I'm doing, obviously, play with other people. <laughs> but it was like, You couldn't, like, clearly, there was a whole crew laughing, like, when he was, uh, you know, uh, going through the whole duration. It's like, You couldn't, like, get, get, get one of the, you know, I know, it's got to be a pa in there somewhere to try to you know help out or just you know give him a look or whatever but he was like you know what i guess maybe he's just that type He's like hey i'm gonna do it myself i know how to do it myself maybe he's gonna be fancy showing off hey you know i made smash i know how to smash so i mean if you want this work you can get this work any day you want okay um so uh that was funny it was that fun. was so funny to me just, especially um on top of that his uh his translator is like it's, it's just so dry and lifeless it's like such a dry sense of humor that I think is kind of unintentional majority of the time, but at other times it's kind of intentional. So it's like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? But it, it it technically worked for me either way. So uh man, that was pretty great. Pretty great in general. And then you know, he just goes on some random tangents like uh going back to Sans, he was talking about, yeah, uh the creator of uh of Undertale, um designed the character, and, uh, he actually came to my house, and, uh, you know, uh, he's actually a pretty good at Smash, he's probably the best I played, um, you know, we did 50-50, but, uh, you know, out of that, he, um, you know, he may have won more than I like to admit, or whatever, it was it was just weird and funny at the same time, it's like, uh, I guess, sure, that's information, I guess we necessarily maybe weren't looking for, but sure why not but all in all uh pretty good showing specifically for the uh smash um aspect of it all oh and uh terry borgard is coming out in november uh at least that's his uh date and yeah man i am still amazed these these are some very this is some great representation overall man you got (sighs) jesus man you got you got joker you got a hero you got we got banjo kazooie in this bitch we got we got Terry bogart in this bitch okay uh nobody's stopping us best fighting game of all time get at me <laughs> that's i'm just translating for sakurai he wouldn't say that but you know clearly you know he would right He was also pimping out, uh, Xbox, uh, he's like, yeah, so, you know, he went into a whole detail about, you know, how Banjo used to be with rare and now they're with Microsoft. And he's like, please, uh, we know that Xbox is our rival platform or a rival platform, but, uh, please play Banjo Kazooie on Xbox one. (laughs) Said that specifically, uh, everybody in the crowd was laughing or whatever. Um, it was just weird, so weird in this universe that, you know, uh, well, specifically to get Banjo and Kazooie to work overall. That's just amazing, man. That's just amazing how they were to get that. But good on Microsoft in general for, you know, being able to, you know, see the greatness that is Smash and, you know, playing nice and uh, offering their IP for uh, just to make this game massive. God. I am so amazed by just how this this came to be, including every single character in the history of the series. On top of that, and then some, ah, uh, I, I am gushing. I'm clearly gushing, but it's it's, it's 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 warranted, you know. It's warranted. It's warranted. And and Jesus! On top of this, we got even more news. Uh, from the Nintendo trick. That's just great. Um. Nintendo Switch, um, I don't know, I said Nintendo Switch, um, SNES Online, uh, is now coming to Switch, uh, tomorrow on the 5th, um, I think there's 20 games that's gonna start out, I guess it's similar to the NES Online portion, I'm not sure how, um, whatchamacallit, um, how it started out but apparently it started out similarly where it had a a large amount of uh, games at front and then tr- uh, periodically trickling more games there um but i know the biggest game that stood out to me uh well i guess before that let's go over some of the just the general titles so we got super mario kart we got kirby's dream course we got super mario world to yoshi's island we got F-Zero. I think that was a lot of uh, one that want, a lot of people wanted. At least that kind of acknowledges like, hey, we're not just going to leave F-Zero on the wayside and never remake it or touch the IP again or whatever. So that's pretty endearing. And, I th- uh, you know, from there, uh, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Super Mario World, of course, Star Fox, Stunt Race FX. I'm not even familiar with that one. Uh but the biggest one uh for me personally at least is uh that Brawl Brothers, aka Russian beat serial in Japan. Um love me some damn beat 'em ups. Uh I do have a very soft uh guilty pleasure spot for Rival Turf for the SNES, which is basically the first game in this series. Uh Rival Turf in the US and Russian beat one or Russian beat in Japan. Uh, so this is technically a sequel to that. They renamed it differently in the U.S. because of, um, uh, I think it just wouldn't respond well in terms of naming it Rival Turf 2 or whatever. So there's actually a whole trilogy of the these beat em ups So there's Russian Beat, uh, Russian Beat, which is Russian Beat in Japan, and Rival Turf in the U.S. Uh, for the Super Nintendo. Then there's Russian Beat Syria, which is the one that, Uh, Here, Which is Brawl Brothers in the U.S. And then there's Russian Beat Ran, I think, in Japan. And then uh, the Peacekeepers in the U.S. So very weird, I guess, marketing strategy. I'm guessing maybe the sales weren't that great at the time. So they tried to switch it up and just make each one different, Um, which is a shame. I really felt they should have kept the continuity of uh the series but either way i'm still happy i can play some Brawl brothers on the go on my switch if i wanted to uh and you know damn well i am okay that's that's not even a question don't even try to question me if i'm gonna play it i am gonna play it okay don't even ask me because i am i'm just gonna let you know right now without any hesitation i definitely will be playing that it's not, it's, it's not even, it's not even any, any discussion. Okay. <laughs> no discussion at all. Um, probably the most notable that I'm missing, uh, or, you know, that isn't initially on here that I hope will come on here uh, f- or come on the Nintendo Switch collection at some point uh, is definitely uh, the Final Fight 2 and 3. Uh, clearly we got Final Fight 1 um, on the, whatchamacallit, what is it? The Capcom beat 'em up collection. So uh, I could see the odds of yeah, uh two and three coming to the collection would be pretty likely in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I think Capcom could play nice. Clearly their Street Fighter Five got Lucia from uh Final Fight Three, I believe. So wouldn't wouldn't be too far of a reach to uh, you know, get Capcom to cooperate and add uh uh, final fight two and three to the collection I can see that definitely happening uh they did on top of that they did reveal after this announcement that now excuse me now that now characters won't now characters won't um or characters while well, I'm saying characters uh the games won't release on a monthly schedule anymore. It's like now it's like we'll release it when it's ready, uh basically. So it's going to be uh less frequency in terms of I guess consistent expected releases of the games. Uh I think that accounts for both the SNES collection and the NES collection. So uh that's fine I guess. Uh, just as long as it's not noticeably long between the games, I'd be fine with it. Um but we'll see. I don't know we'll see overall though definitely excited for this um they did announce of course in line with the SNES um collection uh the you can get the um similar to the NES online you can get the um SNES controllers uh two that are basically natively you natively connects to the Nintendo Switch um and probably presumably other um you know, like your PC or stuff like that uh, via wireless or Bluetooth, I believe. So definitely going to pick those up. And they, I think they're way cheaper than uh, the um, NES um, controllers, too. So cool stuff all around. Then there was a couple other miscellaneous like uh, announcements and probably the biggest one. I'm like, come on now. they they, they going to have the nerve. They gonna have the aust- they gonna have the audacity, they are gonna have the fortitude, to uh the, the the gumption even to announce Devil May Cry two coming to the Switch. <laughs> they good. They were good to you know uh put it in a montage because man they know they they piss off some people if they try they they go <laughs> try to have the the you know the the, the nuts. To try and, you know, give it its own specific or dedicated announcement. Uh, We all know we want that Devil May Cry 3 now. Don't play with us like that. All right, Capcom, don't be trying to, don't be pulling that mess. Don't be pulling that mess. I mean, I might, I might, I might get it if it was, if it was cheap enough, but don't be trying to pull that mess on us, Capcom you know you know what a what a failure that game is gonna to try to promote it and pimp it like it's like it's some greatness some hot stuff how dare you Capcom how dare you but at least that somewhat semi confirms that three is eventually gonna to come to the switch at some point which is good uh just at the sacrifice that they're gonna announce they gonna have they gonna have the nerve. To try and Try and Oh my god I ain't gonna lie I I probably wouldn't If it was cheap enough I'd probably mess with it I I ain't gonna It had some cool It did kinda have some cool stuff to it But I mean if I was bored I was on a plane or something I just had that I might mess with it Damn it switch The convenience Gets me every time yeah, but those are at least the games that stood out, um, I know they were they were remaking uh, um, a um, mana game. Um, I think they announced the uh, um, Dragon Quest XI Definitive Edition uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Remake or uh, um, Remaster or I think they said Definitive Edition. Um what else? That's pretty much it, but man, that's enough to overwhelm my ass, that's for sure. Cause it's like I wasn't expecting all this news today. It just caught me off guard. It was like now I'm like in my head trying to figure out, okay, how am I gonna how am I gonna like Fit all these games in my schedule, and then I got all these uh, the I got my Monster Hunter Gears Five, and then how I'm gonna fit all that in? I, I still gotta I, I still gotta finish Astral Chain. We'll get into the game discussion of what I've been playing a little bit later, but oh man, this is this is the first world problems at its finest, man. All these games, not enough time. As If that ain't the truth If that is not the truth (sighs) But either way Definitely very satisfied with this Nintendo Direct A lot of great news coming out here And good god That deadly premonition announcement I was not expecting it But I wanted it so much at the same time (sighs) It's the news uh, That I didn't know I needed For sure Hands down Hands down uh moving on uh in uh midst of the gears five announcement uh i guess in weird random news uh Batista who did uh express a lot of uh um concern not necessarily concern but yeah i guess concern wanted to be a character in in uh well in the gears movie specifically. But he least has a consolation uh, that he's gonna be guess I Guess so Sure. Sure. You look a lot like the the one character, um Foz. It's like why every gears character gotta have glasses now? Is that is that, is that what's hot in the streets? Why can't we get, why can't we get a Gears character with like some, you know, J's, uh, you know, with a cap backwards. Well, I guess we kind of got superstar Cole. I'm not sure if he's going to be in this one. I hope he, hope he is, but we need a straight up, uh, I guess maybe I'm my racial bias bias is coming in, into play, but we need a straight, inexplicably black Gears character. We had some that kind of teetered that. I mean, we of course had Ice-T. Who was, uh, whatchamacallit, um, who was Aaron Black, or no, <laughs> thinking of Mortal Kombat, uh, Aaron Griffin in, uh, other Gears games, but I mean, we need, uh, we need a straight unexplicably, we did kind of have Killer Mike too, so actually, you know what, I retract that statement. I think we have a very great, uh, round of, um, Black representation as well as, you know, other um you know ethnical rep- representations as well so i can't uh knock Gears for that i always been respecting them for that um ha- as well as them adding uh you know characters in the series um periodically too uh specifically with gears for at least not trying to you know cut off the previous uh you know generation of gear since this is this is technically going to be the you know new generation of gears and stuff like that so Cool stuff, I guess is kind of like a cross promotion with uh, the WWE class champions, which I'm assuming is a WWE event, whatever. So, sure, I mean, why not? He's not gonna be a character I'd select. Probably, you know, my my go-to characters is definitely Aaron Griffin if he's in there. Probably not initially, but probably maybe eventually. And my boy Cole, (laughs) Woo coal train runs a whole grain baby Who that's 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 a that's a one representation right there I mean it's coal in this room that's that's what it sounded like I'm just saying uh <laughs> but um yeah man. Uh, definitely excited for that. Uh, they did also reveal some um some of the reviews for Gears Five, at least so far. Uh, it's been a while since I checked. I believe it's there. We're in the eighties, so pretty good. Um, I'm probably gonna like it more than that, but uh, we'll find out tomorrow. Uh, when I'm definitely gonna be messing with that gears. That is no question. Don't ask me, cause I am. Okay, I am. Um, in other news, uh, this is probably the most pretty shocking, uh, at least, and kind of depressing at the same time, um, in a post and reset era from the man Vistan, um, well, uh, specifically from, uh, Ikumi Nakamura, uh, who was the most pretty, the girl probably maybe, in conjunction with keanu reeves no, you know you're breathtaking um memeable um fan fandom uh fan favorite uh, aspect of e3 2019 um was a uh, you know kumi nakamura who uh came on stage to announce uh a new ip uh, with bethesda and zenimax which was um uh, Ghostwire, I forgot the subtitle Ghostwire Tokyo, or yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. I thought it was something more than that. Um, but yeah, she was on stage, you know, she uh wooed the crowd, include myself, because you know, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I like your personality, she's just so cute, or whatever. And then, um, yeah, so that's pretty much what we've been left with since announcing Ghostwire Tokyo. But now, um, I guess as of today, she announced that uh, pretty much she's not with Tango anymore and ZeniMax. So that just raises a big question of the direction of Tokyo of ghostwire tokyo because that's she definitely was uh hearken on that this was her project and you know what she really created in regards to that um and then you know uh other tweets uh down below um that yeah basically it's pretty much it seems like she was let go or she quit um it seems probably most likely due to like um due to creative differences that's most likely it Um, I would assume maybe could be some other dynamics coming into play that we don't know but at least from what um, it seems like it seems like either maybe Ikumi had like a meeting with uh, you know Pretty much all the people with Bethesda's Animax Tango and maybe they weren't impressed. And then, you know, shortly after, wanted to can the project and maybe didn't reveal that it's canceled yet or um, maybe still figuring out the direction of the project or something like that. But it's hard to say what's pretty much going to happen with the project at this point. And also another point specifically was that um Ikumi was supposed to be an apprentice or a protege under, um, the legend Shinji Mikami, uh, for those that don't know, uh, the mastermind that, uh, created Resident Evil, uh, and even more specifically, uh, brought Resident Evil back again or Resident Evil 4, um, just to include a few, but, um... Yeah, this is going to be weird uh, in terms of that aspect, too, because he was, you know, trying to um, basically um, take on a, an apprentice that eventually is going to take over, uh, I, I believe, the company to some extent, or at least that was the plan. But it looks obviously now that's going to be no more. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if maybe uh, Mikami is maybe going to pick up from where Kumi left off or if it's going to be canceled altogether, because I don't know, man. This just seems to um, not bode well in terms of the game itself overall. But I mean, you never know. We we don't know all the details uh, regardless, but uh, losing a creative director who uh, and as least as well as art director for the for this game specifically um and you know obviously there is clearly their vision for the game so it's hard to see if somebody else is going to i don't know like it it would drastically change what the intention of the game is more than likely having a different person um taking that role after ikumi so i'm very curious to see how that plays out but Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad in general though, but yeah, either it seems like she left or was let go because yeah, she at least expressed that she's looking for work, but I'm pretty certain she's definitely going to find some, she, she, uh, helped with the evil within, I forgot some of the other titles. Uh, I think, um, what was the other one? Uh, Okami. And there was another game in particular that I cannot remember that she worked on. And what was it? Don't remember it now it's gonna bother me, so I have to look it up. I have to fact check instantly because I don't want don't want to look like a buffoon. Do you want to look like a buffoon? I don't. so what do we (laughs) so where do we go from here um let me check her on wikipedia i'm gonna look up an article i'm probably gone pretty sure they'll say what she did so yeah she was developer behind the first evil within uh okami bayonetta and Resident Evil 2. Wow. I didn't know she was in Resident including Resident Evil 2 as well. So yeah, she is gonna she is definitely gonna find something for sure. Especially, you know, kind of her notoriety being raised uh after E3 as well. I, I don't think she's gonna have an issue finding other work. Um Man, yeah. Resident Evil 2. Hey Nada, that, uh, that's substantial those only ones I've you know personally played so that's only my only you know at least frame of reference of how great game is there but that's pretty uh pretty substantial man so I mean I don't think you have issue finding something else it's just I'm curious what's the direction of of the game though um uh, it seems like since we only got like a CGI trailer, it's hard to tell where, what state is the game in, in terms of completion. Is it even like been any builds made or whatever? I'm assuming so, but, uh, it's kind of sad. Um, it was looking to be like, a you know, a side thing to evil within, you know, action horror game kind of maybe similar to Resident Evil 4. You up, kind of, which I was definitely interested in. I'm still interested in. We'll just see what happens, but it's looking kind of in the cancel-y area. Maybe they're just trying to figure out how to convey that or what, but unfortunate news either way. Uh, definitely seems like just uh, creative differences overall. I'm pretty sure that's, if not almost always, the scenario that uh has people leave or whatever but we'll see but uh i think that covers pretty much news um jesus i'm still like amazed this was a great day this 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 direct made my day for sure man uh so much greatness so much greatness i'm very thankful for um but yeah in terms of what i've been up to outside of um or playing specifically, um, played control, man, let, let's, let's, let's gush about control. All right. This game, man, pretty damn great. Uh, so just to kind of give a little bit of background of the game, uh, it's made by remedy. The people who made probably the most famous, uh, game of them all is, uh, the max Payne one and two specifically rockstar made three. Um, they also made, uh, quantum break, which was, I thought was okay. Um, it was, I, I, I beat it. So, I mean, I, I had a great time with it. Um, but this definitely just knocked it out the park. Um, so basically you play this girl, Jesse Faden, who basically is in this weird, mysterious, uh, I believe what's called the old house, which is basically a base for, uh, I think they're called the FBC, which is just this weird um, supernatural organization or organization that's presumably responsible for handling supernatural stuff that's kind of at least the impression I got, at least the story, the story leads a lot to interpretation from what I played, uh, from playing the whole game. There was a lot of, you know, backstory and like documents you pick up. It was damn near like over a hundred some documents that you would pick up to, you know, get a lot of backstory and, you know, um, kind of make your own, I guess, interpretation of what's going on. But, I definitely have to say I wasn't as (laughs) enthralled in the story as like, say Max Payne, uh, I guess just the overall presentation of Max Payne, I think just sold me in general, just the whole unique comic booky, um, you know, aspect of it all, as well as just the great narration of, uh, the voice of Max Payne, which, uh, I do not remember. Um, Let me look that up real quick. He's also in this game, too. James McCaffrey, uh, the voice of Max Payne. And, man, he is just an impeccable voice actor that I highly respect. Um, Just just the resonance of his voice and just the uh, his delivery is just perfect, man. That's definitely... He's a huge component to my enjoyment of Max Payne 1 and 2 for sure, man. That guy is, he is great. Um, um, Yeah, he's in this one. He's uh, the director um, who, I guess, maybe minor early game spoilers, if you will. Um, Happens pretty early in the game, but basically he gets shot or kills, presumably kills himself in the head kills himself in the head, shoots himself in the head where he's, um, tested with this service weapon, which I guess is kind of like a, what is a similarity to it? Basically a weapon that determines if the user is strong enough Um, and if it's, if they're not, then they're dead or something like that. Basically a weapon that, you know, judges essentially if the user is worthy. So apparently he wasn't worthy, at least initially. I think they, uh, uncover more layers as you play more of the game, but at least from what I played, um, it was pretty, um, it's very mysterious and you only uncover that until the end of the game where you kind of, you know, find it find out more about that specifically, but initially, um, uh, at least in terms of the story. Yeah. Like I was saying, didn't really grab me like maybe, uh, yeah, like Max Payne or Max Payne Two, but I was definitely invested overall in terms of the story. Um, it, it kept definitely kept me going, uh, to keep trying to find out the mystery, but, I don't know, it seems somewhat clean cut, but I think they, at the same time, they left a lot of the story to, you know, the documents and, uh, you know, collectibles that you pick up that, you know, show all the, you know, maybe dynamics going on in the offices and things like that. So I don't know, but it was good enough. It was good enough for sure. I definitely was invested. Um, so I guess that somewhat maybe attests to the, you know, um, the greatness of the story. So, um, so that's generally the gist of it. At least starting out, obviously you, you know, discover a lot of things as you play on. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're in this weird supernatural, I guess, agency that handles at least presumably supernatural stuff. It seems, um but outside of that uh you know I, you can uncover more things and stuff as you progress in the story um and then you uh eventually become the director because you pick up the that's the term i guess uh for those that are worthy of holding a service weapon at least what i got so um jesse picks up the weapon that killed uh, trench and now who was previously the director mind you um, and now she is the, uh, director, uh, quote unquote, it's, it seems to be somewhat subjective as what that kind of implies, but technically you're the head of the company or said agency, um, at least from what I got from, from the story. So pretty much after that, you kind of, you know, uncover more of the story and progress and, you know, find out obvious things about, you know the agency and, you know, why you're actually here um, and what you're looking for, your purpose and all that. So that's at least generally um, the story starting out. Um, but man, probably the biggest selling point of this game by far, hands down, is the gameplay without a doubt, because it is substantially great and excellent in all ways. Always in all ways and every way, um, It's probably definitely the best since Max Payne for sure. Um, yeah, man, and uh, definitely this game reminds me a hell of a lot. Uh, for those that may know or remember uh, PsyOps, the MindGate Conspiracy for the PS2. Uh, man, it is. It is just. It is, has so many, so many similar concepts and, um, you know, abilities from that. Um, and just to kind of provide a little backstory about that game, basically that I honestly had a very similar plot. The more I think about it now that you're this dude, um, he kind of suffered from a, um, whatchamacallit, uh, not anesthesia, but what is the condition where you forget you forget everything God damn it jesus google saving a day right now google saving my life um amnesia it's amnesia right yeah i think it's amnesia so he suffered from amnesia where yeah he didn't remember anything and then he slowly as he slowly remembers um things about who he who the person he is he slowly gains all of his abilities back and then you know obviously at the end of the game you're just 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 psycho psycho uh telekinetic badass that can do all these sweet ass abilities and uh control definitely shares a lot of those because i'm like this is the Literally the exact same thing from uh, PsyOps, which obviously I kind of hope, wish that game would come back. But I mean, that used to be with Midway, which is no longer than confusing IPs and licensing and all that. So pretty understandable why a game, at least uh, clearly as of now, hasn't come back. But uh, definitely shares a lot of that. (laughs) It actually honestly feels like somewhat of a spiritual spiritual successor to PsyOps to some extent. Uh, obviously, it doesn't seem like they're in the same universe or whatever, but shares a lot of commonalities with that universe by far um, in terms of that. Uh, so, you know, you get um, don't want to try to spoil any of the abilities for those that haven't really played, but you get a lot. That's probably the best way to describe it. You get a lot of the same abilities you get. You got in PsyOps if you uh, played that. Um, but. Um, you get like levitation. They showed that in the trailer. Um, obviously, uh, they call it throw, but basically telekinetic, you know, um, throwing of objects in the environment, which I thought was pretty cool. It it seemed like very realistic. So like if there wasn't any items you had nearby, it would just rip out a, a slab of concrete out of the floor or wall or, uh, you know, um, pillar nearby um which was really cool and i respect it. and uh definitely paid attention to the environments and you know didn't just do a placeholder object that just came out of nowhere uh it seemed like any of the items uh realistically uh were ripped from the environment they're from and then obviously you can you know use any other uh objects that are you know actual objects Uh, it had it was pretty good about you know indicating what item that you're you can pick up or you're about to pick up um, that's nearby Um, and I think it it felt pretty good in terms of um, you know uh, getting the items that I actually wanted to pick up and throw at people and you know not unintentionally get items I didn't want. So I definitely appreciated that. But I just have to say at least that towards that towards the end of the game, uh, you are a utter, literal, complete badass. Um, I guess with that being said, there was a weird. Yeah, just weird difficulty spikes in the game. It felt like unnecessarily harder. It, it felt. It felt harder than it should at times in general, though, it felt like uh, health, you know, just hits any hits. You got just hurt like substantially. And um, I found myself, re uh, you know, restarting segments way more than I uh, usually do because of that. Um, there was one scenario where there's this ability that you get pretty early on in the game. So I think it's safe to say is, um, I think they call it barrier where you basically, you know, um, gravitate a set amount of objects and then use it as a shield for yourself that way. Um, and that basically protects you from majority of damage. It's basically like. Um, a threshold it has of the damage you get where after that, then the then the, um, the barrier will go away and then, you know, any damage you get after that, you'll get um, you can, of course, improve that with uh, skill trees where, you know, um, you can actually um, take more damage from those shields before they uh, destruct or whatever. So all that was pretty cool. Um, But I did. Yeah, I find myself having a hard time early on uh, because I did miss that ability it was technically missable um, but yeah after I got it I definitely found myself having a bit of an easier time but it still was substantially difficult at f- a fair amount of moments too so that's one thing at least to kind of be aware of going into the game initially um, and I don't think there was I checked there wasn't any way to scale the difficulty at all so it seems like it was just, it was just straight base difficulty that you kind of had to deal with um outside of that yeah man just the gameplay uh it flows so well it flows so well and then you know some cool stuff like probably probably my favorite highlight of the game uh there's a particular set of soldiers that shoot rockets at you and of course you know you being jesse mcfaden uh mcfadden or jesse fadden uh the telekinetical badass that she is, she can, uh, of course, you know, when a rocket gets shot at her, she can grab it, you know, uh, like telekinetical fashion. Is that a word? That is a word now. And then, you know, throw it back at the person, which is just the most fulfilling aspect of the game i'd say and even like if you kind of miss it or if it like goes over your shoulder that's even the cooler part is that if you do it you know at a, a reasonable time it will pull it back from behind you and then again you can throw it at the person which is just great so so damn great that was like the best return ascender uh components of a game i've definitely witnessed by far um but yeah overall man the gameplay play is just great, substantially great Um, with, you know, the caveats I mentioned where, you know, some enemies and just difficulties are just unnecessarily uh, high. Like just you when you get hit by stuff, you lose a a gigantic amount of health, unreasonably, in my opinion. But maybe down the line, they'll uh, add difficulties or whatever. From what I played, it didn't seem like you can adjust the difficulty at least, or or could you? Or could you? Maybe you could have. I think I picked the, the, you know, the reasonable one that, you know, this is the difficulty for experienced action players or whatever. Maybe I did I'm not percent on that, but either way, at least from the normal difficulty I played, uh, it felt substantially difficult. But maybe it could be just a base difficulty. Not 100% sure about that. But um, outside of that, there was a lot of glaring technical issues that were pretty annoying. Um, at least the one, the first one that uh, just was just irritating at times is uh, basically in the game. And uh, I played this on the Xbox One X, mind you. Um, this is supposedly, according to what people are saying, uh, the best version, console version. uh clearly the PC is, uh, the best version. I don't think there's been any glaring issues that have been reported with the PC version. And of course it's on steam or not steam, uh, Epic game store. So I was like, eh, I'll wait until, uh, wait until it's on steam. Cause, cause it has this timed, um, exclu- exclusivity. So it's going to come out a year after, uh, from Epic Games Store to Steam. So I was like, eh, I, I think I'll, I'll thoroughly enjoy the Xbox One X version. Since that technically should be the best version out of the consoles. But um, either way, there are still issues I ran into. Uh, yeah, the most notable was the map specifically. So whenever you try to pull up the map, it doesn't um, sometimes it doesn't load properly. So you'll just get a map that just has the names of the people. I mean, the names of the locations, but does it show the layout or actually the architecture of getting to it? So you're just looking at a blank map with names and, you know, no way to mentally figure out how to navigate them until, you know, I kept like, normally I would open and close it a couple of times. And sometimes that will work sometimes it, coincidentally, if I load into a different, a different, um, area, in the the map, it would kind of work, but it was very inconsistent and unreliable uh, majority of the time. Um, and then the other one was definitely the frame rate. Uh, definitely chugged it a lot of times. Coincidentally, while you have the map open too, uh, the the frame rate would go like way below like twenty fifteen frames per second. So that was pretty irritating. Um, there was this one weird glitch too where I guess after a certain point in the game or I'm not sure how it's triggered but after you get maybe upgrade a particular weapon over this one so there's this weapon I guess minor spoilers is up I'm just going to name it I'm not really going to describe what it is it's this weapon in the game called Pierce where um you know uh you get it and then you can't upgrade it after you get it you know to level 1 2 and 3 so it seems like somewhere glitch, uh, at least I encounter specifically, but I believe uh, when I researched it, other people are getting into where I'm not sure how it's triggered, but maybe after you reach a certain point in the game, it doesn't let you upgrade it after. It just doesn't show at all. Um, but uh, apparently these are all going to be addressed in a later patch. But, you know, obviously it would have been nice to have that all resolved starting out. So but um, outside of that, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, oh, uh, there was one other issue too. I forgot. There was um, at times it seemed like particular audio would cut out or wouldn't play at all. Or you know, I had subtitles on, so it would be you know particular cutscenes or um audio logs that would not play the audio of each, you know, of, of whatever is being played. Um, and then in those scenarios, I had to like fully close out of the game on the Xbox and then restart the game. I think, I just as an additional measure, I just uh, did a full restart on the whole Xbox, um, just to be safe and that seemed to have worked. Um, it seems like a cash thing or, you know, how the game, architecturally handles uh, memory at least that's what it feels like but hard to say that that was yeah that was another annoying issue so I'd like be playing like a really important cut scene, cut scene toward the end game and then it would you know <laughs> not play any audio and I'm like a part of me thought like is this intentional maybe this is This is like she's just thinking about it or whatever. But then I was thinking, no, I don't think so. And then, yeah, uh, of course, after basically restarting the same the same segment where the audio wasn't showing or playing, I was able to actually hear the audio after that, so. That was cool. I mean, well, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. <laughs> Wait, but um, just, yeah, very minor, annoying things that uh, kind of hindered from my enjoyment of the game. But overall, uh, didn't really detract from just the overall in- Thorough enjoyment of the gameplay of uh, control, and that's definitely where I I think control really shines is that it just has some impeccable gameplay um, and flow, uh, especially when you unlock all the abilities. That's for sure when the game shines uh, hands down um there's also really some cool lore uh that i don't want to spoil as well that uh i'll at least hint at kind of maybe possibly connects some universes to some extent that you may be familiar with uh i thought that was a pretty cool delightful surprise uh within the game as well so all in all thoroughly enjoyed uh control. Also, uh one aspect too is that man, the achievements for that game were really, really uh uh respectable. Um they weren't too hard. It seems like and I honestly I never opened up the achievement list. I just played the game thoroughly through the whole through the end or to the end. And like I literally got like only have like two uh well actually at the time I had like four achievements left that I had to get that were pretty reasonable. Um, some were arms. I was just very close to getting. And then uh, this was after I beat the game. So, um, yeah, I really respected the uh, con- uh, remedy for, you know, having some really doable achievements that weren't like too drastically out of the way like do take eat um (laughs) eat 50 collectibles or eat fifty thousand collectibles and you'll get i don't know you'll get maybe 20 20 gamer score i don't know you know how you know how uh xbox be with the well i mean you know xbox and playstation be with achievements ultimately i guess it's it's contingent on the the developer but i respect remedy for having doable Uh, reasonable achievements. Let me say that reasonable achievements. Not like, you know, freaking gears of war one and all other gears after that seriously achievement where you got to get 10,000 kills. Uh, let me go on a little sub rant. Okay. Like people, developers, Please don't do these damn multiplayer achievements that are contingent on a player base that may not be here like 10, 10 years, five years down the line after a game is done. Like, come on now, stop it. OK, that was, that's a big gripe I have, because clearly we're going to play the multiplayer. We don't need any achievements to prove that we play the multiplayer great or whatever. I just hate how they can find people that maybe don't even want to play multiplayer or, you know, fellow achievement, uh, trophy hunters and stuff like that. I'm just saying, okay. Oh, sorry. Had to, had to get on my soapbox for a second. Okay. <laughs> I had to, um, but yeah, outside of that, thoroughly enjoyed the control a great game, probably, uh, hurt, not my personal game of the year, but definitely up there by sure. by sure whatever let's go with it um for sure so um yeah I could definitely see it it being probably in the top five Hmm. I have to reflect on all the great games that came out this year (laughs) I may probably do that maybe for a podcast at some point try and you know duke that out dish that out try to figure that out I don't know uh in other games i've been playing uh of course astral chain uh so this is exclusive to nintendo switch this is made by platinum the people that did make bayonetta metal gear Rise and revengeance um and man at first i was like huh, what is this what is this uh what is this? you got some some like looking like some mechs or some uh some JoJo Stan looking, uh, I don't know what this is. But man, actually the 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 more you play it, um, man, just the creativity I was very astounded by. Um, so at least in terms of story, it's I'm pretty early on. This is probably like I'm maybe under five hours. Um control took like my whole weekend, uh, this past Labor Day weekend when I was playing it, but Um, at least specifically, uh, for Astro Chain, you start out as a cop of the, I guess it's this cop of this futuristic universe. Um, I'm not sure what the terminology of is of, you know, everything yet, but, uh, you're basically in this seems semi futuristic. It's pretty futuristic universe where you basically have these, um, creatures i guess i think it's safe to say uh are they called astrals i forgot the term no they're called what is it chimera so chimera basically these creatures that are generally bad or evil um, and want to kill you probably uh but i guess this one guy i forgot his damn name uh they show you the cutscene early on in the game they somehow are able with the technology they have, they're able to convert this chimera into a like controlled um, monster. Basically, I guess best way to think about it is a dog on a leash or, you know, maybe a dog that has rabies on the leash. That's probably more accurate. Uh, so basically with this technology, only I guess from what the story hints at so far, only a select few can possess this um this power i guess they call it the astral maybe i forgot the term i think it's astral or you or just possess a chimera either way only it's like few few people can possess this device that lets you control a chimera or control chimera i guess in this case um so that's at least the general plot. Um, you do, when you start off the game, you can select between two characters. So uh, you can select between a female or a male. And I guess, presumably, whatever character you don't pick will automatically be Akira, I guess, a gender neutral name. Um, and then from there, you know, the story pans out. Uh, that character will have a fully blown voice acting you know, voice actor, but you are just a mute, you know, person <laughs> that just yes, mm mm-hmm, doesn't talk at all. But um, so, yeah, so you are that and then, you know, you have this cool base that you go to. Uh, there's a, it seems to be a lot of side missions in general, but just the gameplay itself, I think, is the biggest highlight here. Again, kind of similar to uh, control where basically It's just so creative, man. Uh, So basically, you know, uh, you're tethered to this monster uh, that you can, you know, call out and call back and whatever at your, you know, will. Um, And then you can do some cool stuff with that. So, like, you can wrap your monster around the uh the enemy and then they'll be if you wrap them around them fully they'll be like uh temporarily disabled or stunned where you can then you know lash out and uh you know get some hits in so you yourself as a character uh you can fight not probably not as as um elaborate as the monster but you can still hold your own um, you know, reasonably well, you can like dodge and counter, you can do like perfect counter parries where you can do some, uh, pretty good damage. And then on top of that, as the game opens up, you can also incorporate your, uh, monster into that as well. So they can like, uh, you know, follow up with those moves too. And then there's like certain perfect opportunities where you can, like, I forgot what they call it, but there's like, uh, certain animations where your character flashes where you can instantly call your monster to do combos in, in that way like very similar to very platinum-esque fashion in terms of how combos are handled a la you know the bayonetta series and um uh, metal not metal gear as much i don't think metal gear has a substantial like i think it did i think it did but at least the uh, the better basis or accurate basis is from Bayonetta in that respect. So you definitely get a lot of that platinum flair um, in that respect, which uh, I definitely thoroughly appreciated. That's what I was concerned about, because like initially starting out, I was like, uh, this is just a monster that you like control. And then on top of that, it could fight on if generally fights on its own. Uh, you don't necessarily control it as much as you think. But as the game opened up, it did um, reveal those capabilities where you can actually control it to a fair extent by incorporating incorporating it into your personal combos as well, which is really cool. So that definitely, uh, amazed me, uh, from that standpoint, uh, just the, just the creativity, man, I, I was just amazed by that, just how they're able to, you know, think of something like this that, at least in my opinion, has never necessarily been done before. I mean, maybe the closest reference, like I mentioned earlier, is probably JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where you had the Stands, where it kind of, but that's technically different, because, you know, Stan was seemed like, actually, no, yeah, it's fairly similar. It's a monster that, you know, you can somewhat control and call at your will. Yeah, you're right, and then on top of that, some people can see it, some people can't. Yeah, it's pretty much treated the same. Either way, it's still pretty creative in, in, in that respect, either way. Uh in terms of the, the chain that you're tethered with and be able to use that. Uh if monsters uh like our ten tend to charge, you can also, you know, uh draw your uh, basically, uh, have your Astro chain, uh, pretty much out between you and the monster. And then when the, the enemy charges, they'll be like, uh, they could get pushed back from it and like disabled that way, which was really cool. There's a lot of cool, creative stuff that you never thought you could do with like a tethered, uh, monster. And, you know, in terms of the cutscenes and stuff too, it was pretty impeccable with how they did all that as well, uh, at least so far. Um, and then on top of that, you know, on top of the great action, there was a lot of, uh, you know, them being, uh, police agents or detectives or policemen, uh, you can, uh, there is a substantial, at least from what I played so far, Reasonable amount of a uh, uh, crime investigation or detective work, a la you know Batman, um, and like somewhat L. O. L. A. Noir to an extent, at least from what I've seen. So you know, you investigate the scene. Uh, it was a, f- for example, uh, for this early mission, you are trying to discover what uh, ravaged the this town that you came in, and you know you try to find out the dynamics of what happened so you looked at like some um a destroyed uh street and you know you were trying to find traces where you kind of incorporate your um i'm gonna just call them your mom yeah monster that's probably the best way to describe it for now i forgot the or chimera i'll just call it chimera that's maybe more accurate so your chimera uh, kind of helps in, in, in some of that, uh, cool thing is that you can eavesdrop with your chimera because in the universe, since majority of people can't see your chimera, they can help in a lot of ways. And that also, um, it's really, I guess, subjective in how people, how they're seen or not, but generally the consensus is that they can't be seen for the most part. So in this scenario, uh, there were some police officers in the scene, like you know, talk, talking and chit chat. You don't know what they're talking about necessarily, but if you eavesdrop on them, where basically you call your astral, uh, your chimera out and um, control it near the um, detectives, they'll be just, they'll be chatting out like, "Hey, man, these damn uh, dudes, these damn characters with these damn chimeras, they they think they the shit. They not. They dumb. But they dumb. We better than them. We fight with a heart." or, you know, something like that. So they were basically talking, talking shit about us being the, you know, I guess higher elevated officers. I forgot the term they referred to them as, but basically that's the gist of it. And then, you know, you kind of find more details about that, finding the tracks and traces and trying to realize what that is. And then when you find pretty much all the evidence you need, uh, at least in the scenario of what we played recently, you go to. Um, the one character, your dad, technically, uh, and you, you know, acts you like, okay, you found up everything. Uh, what, what can we deduce from all this? And then, you know, you kind of, uh, answer somewhat of a questionnaire, if you will. And then, you know, kind of deduct in, uh, successfully, you know, solve the case since you, uh, will come to a conclusion one way or another. So, uh, all that in, entailed, uh, that was a pretty cool distraction from, you know uh the general gameplay and combat uh you know with your chimera or whatever so and then uh i touched on the base earlier but your base seems to be your just central base where you can do some sub stories you can train uh the combat mechanics and stuff like that and uh presumably some other stuff that i have not um found out as of yet but uh it was pretty cool the damn menu the damn theme of that freaking uh, bass is so damn dope uh it is catchy as hell it's like some uh futuristic futuristic synth um just a techno that uh is totally up my alley but either way pretty great pretty substantial so but all in all, that's pretty much what I have, uh, you know, discovered, played with Astro chain. I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, from what I played so far. Um, and I'm definitely, uh, plan to play more. Well, uh, you know, now with the imminent release of gears five and monster, that might, might be on the back burner for a bit, but, uh, I definitely plan to get back to it, but definitely from what I I played, I was thoroughly impressed and, uh, definitely, Feels like a, you know, substantial, um, uh, established platinum game for sure. And I forgot to mention the graphics, man, are impeccable. They are so great especially you know considering it's a switch game just the environments look just great just how they managed to just make everything pop and look just definitive uh it was kind of astounding i'd arguably say this might be the best switch best looking switch game graphically for sure i mean obviously they use uh cell shading presumably i'm pretty sure but from what I saw or and played, it, it looked great. And on top of that, from a performance standpoint, it definitely looked very smooth. Uh, I believe it's 30 frames. And, uh, I'm pretty sure it's 30 frames. But from what I played, I was pretty impressed um in terms of that, too. Like on top of it, looking good and performing just as well also. So all in all pretty impressed with Astro Chain definitely would like to play more but <laughs> I uh find that not gonna gonna uh not gonna be likely uh with these eminent uh blockbusters coming out uh tomorrow that's crazy years Gears 5 and Monster are coming on the same day that is not right that is not right don't do this guys let's 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 try to space out these releases or something but at the same time i do want them so i don't know um yeah so other than that that's pretty much what i've been up to playing wise uh of course you know play a little bit of a uh, for Honor, a little bit um outside of that yeah that's pretty much it uh, in terms of what i've been watching in general Still still chugging with Orange's New Black. I think I'm on episode eight, uh, but I, I definitely got some more time over the Labor Day weekend to uh, catch up on that a little bit. Uh, I definitely, at some point, plan to finish that, uh, but I'm, 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 I'm thoroughly invested with uh, still what I've been seeing so far. Um, I don't want to go too much into it in terms of plot developments and all that, but I will say, pretty great pretty great um yeah i think that's it guys uh i am very surprised with how much time i uh, i did make for that but nonetheless uh at early a day early uh switch of sites podcast um some housekeeping of course uh please be sure to uh you know if you're listening this to your, uh, the respective popular podcast platforms that is currently spot as spot spot, Spotify, uh, iTunes, and like in a, a Google Podcasts. uh, please be sure to like, uh, rate, subscribe, all respective positive or negative, uh, feedbacks um, platform, uh, you can It would greatly be appreciated either way. Um, you can also follow me on, uh, the platform I am now been regularly streaming on, uh, which is Twitch, uh, eight, um, TV slash a switch. You can also catch me on YouTube at Twitch, no, at youtube.com slash A Switch. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like me to answer on the podcast, uh, feel free to shoot an email to my email at A Switch TV at gmail.com as well. Um, again, if I uh, amass or group up enough, I'll uh, dedicate a segment to answering those questions as well. Um, also feel free to support uh and keep the lights going on my patreon uh at patreon.com slash as well uh, again for all respective platforms i do plan to make a comeback i've been dormant i know but best believe slowly but surely i will make a comeback and start producing and making content again like i should not like i should like i want that's better. That's more important. Um, but yeah, guys, until next time, man, it's gonna be a great week. This is a great week overall, you know. Man, you got Gears War Gears 5, got my set of the world, got all these damn Switch announcements, Terry Bull at Smash, Deadly Premonition 2, uh Nintendo Switch. I get to play Brawl Brothers aka Russian B Syria on my Nintendo Switch. Life is great right now. You can't tell me nothing, okay? You can't tell me a damn thing. <laughs> uh, till next time, guys. Um, <laughs> I got I ate a I ate a frog. Mm, I ate a damn, ate a damn frog. I didn't need one though. I didn't eat one.